Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? I've had so much coffee today that I now have a coffee headache, Connor. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Do you also get headaches when you don't drink coffee? I do. It's a fine line I walk. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a risky business, but you're willing to take on the caffeine. Look, someone has to do it. If I don't have all that caffeine, the children yeah. will drink it. <laughs> That's why you're always smoking those cigarettes and taking those drugs. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm the real hero here. You Mom, thank me. I'm, doing it, I'm doing it so the kids are okay. God, why can oh nobody God, see that? Saint. <laughs> so this is Weird News Wednesday, Sean. What do we do here? You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world, and you're about to read them all out to me, a man who has no inclination to look at weird news, because frankly, he's a bit a scared by the world. No, you can, stop, scared. you can stop slagging me off now, Connor. okay? I was trying to intro the show, and what you've done there, you've hurt my feelings. <laughs> I think that might be the head of caffeine talking. Connor, please, I'm hearing four of you right now. (laughs) I'm smelling colours. Is that normal? (laughs) Look, it is for me. Um, so it's been it's been a pretty big week for us here on the pod. So it's because we with the whole um, we launched the, the the store and everything, and and we have stuff on the Patreon and the Facebook. So I thought it was good to get back to basics with a with a good weird news episode where we forget all of that stuff, everything going on, and I, I, that's all exciting stuff. But there's one thing we always love here, and that is a story of of drama. Drama. A story of of suspense, but also a story that is so fucking weird, there's no reason they should be reporting this. And that is why we are starting tonight, Sean, because, I mean, sometimes I come across a lot of articles that try to write about stuff um, in a comedic way. 
But what right. makes a weird news funnier is when they try to talk about it seriously about a really dumb topic. Oh, they try and cover it like regular journalism. Yeah. And we're going to start tonight with an, actually a very long story. So, and I, I was trying my hardest to edit this out, to edit it down throughout the day. But then I realised there was no way I could edit out stuff that wasn't good because it is all gold. So, <laughs> bear Let's with tear me. into it. <laughs> as, as I go, start with the weird news this week with, all we could do was run. The strange story of Gerald, the turkey who terrorised the city. Sorry, each each word in that sentence got better. (laughs) All we could do was run is a quote. The strange story of Gerald, the turkey who terrorised a city. Oh, of course, it was Thanksgiving recently in America, mm. wasn't it? Yes, it was. Now, this is a year-long thing, though. No, this is not just Thanksgiving, but it is in the Thanksgiving spirit that we do it this week. Okay, okay. So, he, Gerald picked his moment, is what I'm taking yeah. from this. So, bear with me, Sean, because, as I said, it's a long one, but every bit of it is liquid gold. So, come on, here we go. Like many Aucklanders, 16-year-old Jojo Thompson had heard plenty of stories about Gerald. The feisty turkey harassing visitors in the city's rose garden. But before visiting the seven-acre public park with a friend on a recent October afternoon, she thought the tales had been exaggerated. But no. So, I'd like to introduce by the fact that we've had Owlman. We've had a lot of mysteries. This is a regular... This isn't a mystery. We know who the monster is. It's just about stopping him. But can you? Surely they'd have. From what I hear, he's been terrorizing this house. Surely they'd have tried to stop him by now, Connor. Oh, it's it's so deep, <laughs> surface level. But there's so much roots underneath that we have to get to. So, after seeing the agitated turkey closing in on some people nearby, Thompson and her friend took refuge behind the tree. But they weren't safe for long, Sean. Oh, Gerald soon had the teens in his sight. The birds started stalking them, menacingly, Thompson recalled, then chased them up the hill and out of the park. She lost both her shoes in the process. I thought you were going to say legs. (laughs) She lost both her legs and her life. She's dead. So she was running so fast her shoes fell off. Is this? Yeah, no, she ran so fast her shoes burned away. Yeah, I was thinking, is she in a cartoon? <laughs> I think so. Um, there was a lot of dust. She picked up a lot of dust before she started running. Um, Jojo Thompson, she filmed her escape from the Ger- from Gerald at Oakland's Rose Garden. I had heard of his attacks, but I never thought it would happen to me, she said. All we could do was run. And this is kind of the first introduction, because this article is written like a Netflix documentary about a serial killer. And it's... You know, like, they always have to sit down interviews. They interviewed multiple people for this article. But Gerald was not available for comment. Gerald was not available for comment due to all the murdering he had to do. too busy being Dexter. (laughs) Gerald's unusually aggressive behaviour in the Rose Garden has taken on an almost mythical status, Sean. In parts of the California city over the past six months. Stories of his reign of terror in the otherwise tranquil spot first spread across town, then sparked national and international headlines. International news covered. International this. news. Gerald, so far, how are you feeling about Gerald? 
look, I feel a great amount of respect for Gerald. I'd appreciate it if he could leave myself and my family out of this. <laughs> Kill everyone else. Just leave us. I, Gerald, you and I have no quarrel here. Yeah. The reports were often similar. So he has a status quo of a murder. <laughs> Gerald would spot an unsuspecting victim from across the park. He would take off running, either chasing them away or, if they stood their ground, mounting and scratching them until they fled. Oh, no. (sighs) Oh, Oh, yes. I don't like this scenario at all. He he often targeted the young and the old. (laughs) Ah, the more vulnerable members of society. (laughs) Those who could not quickly outrun him. He he seemed particularly attracted to wheeled vehicles, including baby strollers. He is is a murderous turkey. He picks his victims. (laughs) But also what I'm getting from this, Gerald is a coward. He He won't fight someone who could threaten him. He reminds me of the Predator. Yeah, just a a, a poor sport. Mm, yeah. Um, when angry, he puffed up his chest, towering over four feet tall, Sean. And despite his bulk, he was swift. As a coursing river, I can only assume. A typical <laughs> adult male turkey can weigh up to 25 pounds, run at 25 miles per hour, and fly at up to 20, 55 miles per hour. Sorry, what? He can fly at up to 55 miles per hour, Sean. What? That is fucked. That, yeah. A, but a turkey's fucking massive and unwieldy. Yeah, he is. And he's here to kill. He has the smell <laughs> of blood. <laughs> um, wild turkeys have a 270 degree field of vision and can see three times more clearly than 2020. 60-60 vision they have. Oh making it easy for Gerald to spot his victims from across the garden. <laughs> He can, he can see you before you see yourself. <laughs> I've always been a coward, Sharon. Oh no, there's a turkey. <laughs> this is this is actually you're right. It is like a Netflix serial killer documentary. Yeah, they wrote this so seriously, and oh my, Sean, I cannot wait to read the rest. Hang on, okay. Gerald's antics transfixed the city. With residents hunkered down at home because of the pandemic and wildfire smoke following the saga on social media, blogs and news reports, a fierce debate emerged. What should be done? Ban visitors from the park? Move Gerald to less frequented areas? Should he perhaps be euthanized? All of them were on the table. But all were deemed impossible. (laughs) We can't kill him, he's too strong. (laughs) Um, The discussions played out in thousands of online threads that at times turned, and this is my favourite bit of the article, at times turned neighbour against (laughs) neighbour. They're just shoving each other out in front of Gerald as they try and run away. It's like a civil war! It's like a zombie movie. (laughs) (laughs) At least three city agencies and the State Department of Fish and Wildlife became involved. An expert animal trapper was called in and an electrical company entered the fray. Why was the electrical company involved? If we we turn him into electro, he'll be ultimately too powerful. The the only 
outcome of that scenario is that the turkey gets electro powers. <laughs> and now he's flying at 55 miles per hour and turning on light bulbs and we are fucked. It's going oh he's going to be it's going to be the flash but a turkey and he's going to cut <laughs> Do you know in the trailer for Sonic and he cuts off all the power to the western seaboard? Including hospitals. It's that's that. going to be Gerald. Yeah, he's going to kill. He's going to attack people and then take the electricity out of the hospitals so they can't get any medical help. Oh my god! And, and like all the electricity that's in our bodies, he's going to suck yeah. that out to make himself yeah. more powerful. It is unclear how long Gerald had roamed the Rose Garden or when he was given his name. He's a legend, Sean. <laughs> so yes, sorry, sorry. No one knows why he's called Gerald. I can make a good guess. Somebody said, he looks like a fucking Gerald. <laughs> unless, he, unless he, like, he, he ran after someone to the point where they fell, shoeless yeah. on the ground, and he yeah. walked up, spat on them, and, say, and <laughs> said, tell them it was Gerald. No, there was three of them, and he killed two. And someone was like, why did you kill the third? We need one to tell my story. <laughs> we need one to go back to warn them. They need to fear me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some say they saw the bird fly into the garden about four years ago. Manny started recognising Gerald because of his his fan tail missing a prominent feather on the left side. Very recognisable as turkeys go. That's Well, look, it's a perfect arc of feathers, and if there's one missing... But that's the equivalent of he's like the dude with a scar over his eye. He just hangs out in the bar. He's, he's Johnny Tightlips. Johnny Tightlips. <laughs> what is evident, however, is that Gerald began to turn on his human neighbours this year, Sean. According oh. to a Guardian tally of online reports, Gerald has harassed more than 100 people in 2020. Oh, that is... Connor, that's 10 people a month. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of people. That's, and one turkey. One turkey. So, He's a busy and, man. And for three years, everyone lived in peace with Gerald. Yeah, and amongst then, him. Amongst him. And then something happened in 2020 that made, yeah. ev- made him turn on, on humanity. Everyone's stressed at the minute. And maybe he just doesn't like another lockdown idea. That's, that could be it. He can't Unless, work Amazon. He's looking for those Christmas presents. He can't work and he's getting stressed. He's getting stressed. Delivery times are ridiculous these <laughs> days. and so. But not at our store. No, go on. You can't keep doing this. You can't keep <laughs> turning every story into a plug for the store. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so attacks from the turkey became so common that some people would not enter the Rose Garden without a weapon, a stick, a rake or an umbrella were widely suggested as reasonable to bring in with you. Bring in a what? fucking rake. <laughs> and a big two by four or with like that's on fire. I can with only an, assume. Yeah, with nails hammered through it. Yeah. One person said he used pepper spray <laughs> On the turkey. On the turkey. That's fuck, because then you're already seasoning him. That's a power move. <laughs> <laughs> they wheeled in a big oven. Get the fucking pepper spray. <laughs> just <laughs> they just have melted butter on hand, just throwing it over him. 
<laughs> Fuck, I forgot the onions. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, r- ridiculous. Some people stopped going to the park altogether. Even those who stayed out weren't safe. We hear from another woman, Julia Williams, who lives nearby. She describes a typical encounter with the bird. I was carrying a basket of laundry to my car when we saw each other. (laughs) Dear God. And the Kill Bill sirens played. (laughs) Once we locked eyes, he sprinted towards me, wings outstretched. (laughs) How big of a turf does he cover? Like, what's his line of like, no, this is California. California, okay, once you're in California, it's his turf. You're in his land. Um, I just barely made it to my car, but I nearly completely threw my back out in the process. I was in bed, unable to walk for a few days afterwards. Fuck, so it's not... And and that's not counting the emotional trauma they had to recover from. No, the therapist fees alone would cost you a fortune afterwards. Yeah, so... So this person has now presumably they're okay now they can look at turkeys again yes (laughs) they're so terrified of christmas that's it but i'm fully on board with never going back to that park in that scenario Mm. Mm. you know In, in online accounts some victims described simply being chased while others suffered lacerations from his claws and bruises uh, at least one person claimed to have been sent to the hospital for stitches. Not all accounts of run-ins with Gerald could be verified, though. But interviews with victims and review of photos and videos of attacks confirmed many were in fact true. The, like, why would you make that up, though? Like, <laughs> wh- when is it you, a benefit to you? you? Got, like, you'd say you got attacked by a shark. Or, yeah, or like, I don't know, a dog... Or a more traditionally aggressive animal. Yeah, I fought off a bear to save my family. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I Mm. crossed paths with a turkey. No one's talking to you in the office after that. I I locked eyes with a turkey across a park and he killed me. I'm dead. I'm a ghost. <laughs> he had this, and this is my favourite. There's so many bits of this article that is just gold because they say um, he had this habit of loitering by the stairs of the garden, almost daring you to walk up or down them, said Maria Hood, who has Fucking lived near the garden. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, try to elevate yourself off the ground you're on. I fucking dare you. How you think these stairs belong to you? <laughs> I can fly. I own the land and the air. My God. <laughs> I can fly at 55 miles per hour. Let's just state that again. <laughs> Gerald was once a mellow guy. It wasn't always bad with Gerald. Because often seen standing in line with people waiting at the casual carpool, a community-driven a community ride-sharing service, or calmly walking around the fountains of the garden. But in early 2020, he started to change. This is not normal behaviour, said, in what is I can only assume is an expert job. Turkey behaviour expert Alan Croker said, it is not normal behaviour for turkeys and he would know because that is a weird area of expertise that is if someone is a specialist in an area like that trust everything they say on the subject 
they, they've because had no time. They have no time, but also like they they have been in a situation. They will they never want to be caught not knowing something about that subject. <laughs> yeah, because once you commit to that, you have to know everything. Yeah, it's either everything or nothing. There's no, <laughs> let me look into that for you. That doesn't exist when you're a turkey specialist. So Alan explained that male turkeys fight each other for dominance over and over flocks of hens, but occasionally some males misdirect that aggression to include people. The big question is why Gerald's relationship to humans soured in 2020. Many attribute Gerald attribute Gerald's behaviour changes to garden visitors feeding him, including one woman well known in the neighbourhood for giving him daily snacks. Indeed, Alan said, feeding turkeys may make them uh, dangerously accustomed to humans and more likely to approach them. But others doubt this, this theory, doubting the turkey expert, arguing Gerald had been fed for years before his behaviour took this turn. So leaves it back open again. What caused it? What? I don't... What could have caused it? Mm. Maybe during all of the global bastard, the reduced Mm. access to people giving him snacks. Yeah. You you got a bit hangry, you know? Well... That seems logical because Susan Jones is along the same line shot. Gerald was not an issue until COVID hit, said Susan, who has lived next to the garden for more than a decade and has been familiar with Gerald for years. She added that she had never seen the garden as crowded as it was in the early months of the pandemic. Fuck. So, what I'm gathering from this is that we're like we're very lucky in that we don't have this psychotic turkey on our turf but it sounds like he was one step from breaking the whole time <laughs> he was always on an edge oh is anything could have pushed him over and all it took was a, a global pandemic <laughs> Which for a lot of people seemed a bit, like, it seemed logical. And that happened to all of us as well. Like, this came in and everybody was going through a difficult time. But nobody stopped to think, maybe we should ask the turkey how he's doing mentally these days. Yeah, because, like, everyone's stuck at home. They got all their dogs. And the Mm, dogs are loving it. But what about all the pet turkeys? So, rumours and accusations flew around the neighbourhood, and the police were called at least once in response to a woman who fed Gerald. At this point, they're so suspicious of everyone, they're just arresting people who feed him. Just shaking her. What do you know? (laughs) What do you know? And that's the scene that we always talk about. Someone would come into the bar and just like, they would hear about this weird turkey going around, and all the music just stops, and everyone just looks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like we don't speak of him <laughs> what do you know of the turkey and do you know too much are where two you, questions we ask where did you learn that name <laughs> um, he who must not be named some of the ri- some of the rifts this created I don't think they will ever be healed said one neighbour who did not want to speak on the record for fear of repercussions from the community <laughs> Just like I don't want people to think less of me after I, I'm. I'll be honest. I'm siding with Gerald on this one. <laughs> I mean, they're all online in like Reddit trends. Like he's good. No, he's fucking bad. No, he's good. And there's just like a civil war breaking out in this neighborhood. And just like I think he's, I'm indifferent to him. Get right, him! <laughs> fucking get him! Yeah, um, break his legs. Get- 
<laughs> Gerald, you want a few hits? Discussions quickly turned nasty. Summon the pro Gerald Cab wanted to cede the garden entirely to the bird. Lose the garden, keep the turkeys, one person said. Meanwhile, the anti-Gerald Cab lobbied to have him euthanized or otherwise removed as soon as possible. Relocate the turkey to the wild or cook him for Thanksgiving, said one comment. I'm an animal lover, but come on, people. <laughs> I like the idea of, I'm an animal lover, but let's fucking cook him. <laughs> I'm an animal lover, but enough is enough. <laughs> but I'm also hungry. I'm just, I'm so, I just, I'm a bit peckish now, and I could really do with a murderous bird. So a few months ago, the city closed the Rose Garden to give Gerald some space and train the turkey to keep distance from humans. This further infuriated the anti-turkey camp, who argued who argued humans should not be locked out of one of our few green spaces in Auckland during the stif- stifling pandemic. Why are you so angry? Why are you attacking people? One commenter spat at another in a typical trait. <laughs> I mean, now I see why the community is reeling from all of this. Mm. Because mm. My, people are just getting worked up. Everyone needs a good walk in the park, but they can't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, finally, the city of Auckland was forced to act, and they obtained a permit to euthanize and remove the turkey, which classified him as a nuisance animal. But a petition on change.org to save Gerald quickly amassed more than 13,000 signatures in response. Concerned neighbours wrote emails to Auckland Animal Services and the city. Meanwhile, a war was being waged via flyers posted around the Rose Garden. Wanted signs encouraging the killing of Gerald appeared on walls. Soon after, artistic homages to turkeys reimagined the bird as an Egyptian god. Oh my god. <laughs> so the deeper you get, the worse it becomes. This, they've gone full mental on this. Like, yeah. And also, there's no other news happening. This is all they have. They're like, <laughs> this is their entertainment. <laughs> so they finally cap. They decided to capture the bird. The decision was made to relocate him to a less populated part of the city. However, capturing the bird proved complicated. According to reports in the Oakland site, staff from animal services and the departments, um used ground nets, net guns, robotic turkey calls, and an umbrella painted to resemble a male turkey, all without success on Gerald. He's too clever. He's too clever for you. Too clever. They even tried to lure Gerald with his favourite foods, blueberries and almonds. Yet, by last month, more than 20 volunteers had tried and failed to capture him. At a certain point... You just have to call it, don't you? Because if 20 people have tried to capture a turkey, mm. then... The, like, he's outsmarted 20 humans at this point. <laughs> but oh, it all seemed lost, Sean. There should be a movie made about this, by the way, but it all seemed lost, because then, finally, backup was called in the form of Rebecca Drimich, the Director of Wildlife Emergency Services a private volunteer group based in California. Rebecca describes herself as an expert animal trapper, but she still struggled to close in on Gerald. She staked out the park over the course of a month before settling on a new method. She definitely had like the makeup on each cheek. 
popping out from between the bushes, just looking oh, at yeah. Ho- like eye holes cutting a newspaper. <laughs> just pretend to read a newspaper while this turkey just roams around. She decided to act like Gerald's favourite prey. An enfeebled old woman. She crouched over as if unable to move, luring in Gerald before grabbing him by the neck. <laughs> and, and killing him? Like wringing no. his neck? <laughs> He just had this stunned look on his face, he said. I will never forget his expression. It was like he was saying, what? Me? What happened? (laughs) He just whispered, a challenger. (laughs) (laughs) And Gerald's new home was a patch of wild land in the hills of Berkeley, um, owned by an electric company that had agreed to allow the turkey to live out his days in peace and quiet. Um, So, according to the Department of Fish and Wildlife, however, Sean, this is not good. We think it's all done. It's all yeah. happy. Yeah. Gerald, Gerald, within a week of moving, had found his way into the playground of a new park. Oh, fuck and me. And had broken out again. The staff called us because they recognised him from the news stories. <laughs> they put a serial murderer next to his, <laughs> his favourite target. Kids. Fucking hell. Not their best move, I'll say. No, not their best. And so the staff called us because they recognised him from news stories and said, Gerald's story lives on as they picked him up again and took him to another location. So, Sean, that is the end of the story of Gerald, the killer turkey who has been at war with California for up to eight months. <laughs> I I feel like I've survived this. Now, I, that is ridiculous. Isn't it? Uh, look, uh, thankfully, the town is now safe. Yeah. But th- there'll always be that fear. And they also turned on each other. Brothers fought against brothers. Yeah. Now they have to like reconcile with that fact. You About know, the fact have... that they fell out over a turkey. Yeah. Like, that's all it took. Mm. There's, like, there would have been, like, actual... Like, there will be, like, family feuds that get passed down, and they'll have to, like, trace it back and realise that it was because of a turkey. (laughs) We don't talk to your brother anymore. He supported euthanising a turkey. The bastard. (laughs) As they're eating Thanksgiving dinner. The (laughs) bastard. Just carving one. (laughs) (laughs) He's a bastard of a man. What do you think of Gerald? Do you think he's, um, what side of the camp do you fall on, really, is my question. Oh, give the park to him. Yeah. You know, he, like, he, he should own it. He, he is now in charge of that park. And, you know, everything that goes along with that, that mm. they'd have to... Upkeep. Uh, he, he'd have to do the upkeep, he'd have to pay the taxes on it, mm. you know. It would I could be, see a turkey driving a lawnmower. I, look... If you've asked me if I'd heard stranger things than a turkey driving a lawnmower, I'd I'd have to say I've I've definitely heard stranger things. I a, turkey see a turkey attacking driving. old people and young people and roaming a park and ultimately they had posters of a wanted side with his face on it. Yeah, you know it would be it would be wrong of me to say that he couldn't <laughs> maintain a park by himself. <laughs> I I think anytime you underestimate this turkey, you get you get kicked in the face. 
that's look that's what his past uh his past involvements with humans have been is kicking them in yeah. the face putting them in the hospital that's yeah. another thing he did yeah I this don't. is an episode of criminal minds that's gone too far isn't it it has a little bit like this is like season 40 and like they ran out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> it's this or like a late season of Murder She Wrote, where it Does was he, the turkey the whole time. There's nothing. I would have preferred to have a shorter story to start this week, but that story, there was no bit I wanted to cut out. Because even at the end, I would have gotten rid of it, but the fact is, he came back again. He wasn't going to be stopped. He, no, you can't keep a good turkey down. No. Um, Sean, would you like to move on from Gerald the Turkey? Maybe we should, because we're going to get like two more stories fit into this episode. <laughs> True. Um, we're going to move on to Taiwanese man sells PS5 after wife finds out it wasn't an air purifier. I heard this one, all right. I heard yes. this one. So, um, so uh, give. It, I, I like the first line, by the way. Give a massive F for our fallen brethren. <laughs> F's in the chat. His PlayStation. Drop your F's in the chat. Drop your rips. <laughs> um, as the year comes to an end, the hype for the release of the new PS5 was at an all-time high. Unfortunately for many, scalpers and hoarders quickly bought stocks to sell at a higher price. Not very nice. Not cool, Meanwhile, guys. For some who already had their hands on the new console, another storm was brewing. Their wives. Likewise, a man from Taiwan tried to trick his wife into thinking that the PS5 was an air purifier for their home. So he comes home from work and he's just like, no, yeah, it's an air purifier. Yeah. Um, I mean, look I know it. it looks fancy, but look, you get this controller actually works the purifying of the air. Yeah, it's a remote. You can turn it on and off remotely. Uh, yeah. You can play FIFA on it. That's another thing it does. <laughs> <laughs> it purifies the FIFA air. Um, so the, the lads can breed in the game. You don't want them to die, do you? No, do come you? on now. Come on now, Susan. Come on. <laughs> um, so the little ruse worked at first. However, there was an incident where within the home, a rat died, right? Right. And as the weeks went on and this air purifier is going on in the background, and she, I can only assume, like, it must be on and he's playing it. And she comes into the room and he quickly turns off the screen. He's like, oh, I just have the purifier on there now. Just, just I like to, to sit here, listen to the purifier. Yeah, yeah, it soothes me. It helps me go to sleep later on. But sure, look, you know how it is. You know how it is. And Be sure, prepared, that's here. what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, prepare to fail or fail to prepare. That's what I always say to you. Isn't that right? Isn't that and what I so, said? <laughs> so, um, she must come in and a rat is dead. And as the weeks go on, the smell is getting worse and worse. And he's like, I'll stick the purifier on there now for extra long. Make sure the smell goes away, just to be safe. Yeah. However, sadly, the PS5 can only do so much, Sean, with its latest gen hardware in terms of gaming. With its non-air purifying features, oh, the no. console did nothing to mask the smell of the rat. <laughs> that, is, that is poor timing, when like <laughs> to have a rat die in your house, when you're trying to convince your wife that something's an air purifier. <laughs> But like, surely he has to have the screen on. How does it work without the screen? I don't know the logistics of how we got away f- with this for several weeks. Yeah. Because, unless it's like you say that he's just turned it on or off. Or maybe he had like a PS4 and she just thought it was the PS4 that he was playing. 
Oh yes, and he has the PS5 like on the on this counter, and he's just kind of like, I have that going on in the background just to try and get rid of the smell. But I, I, as I wait, gonna play a game or two here now just in case. Just you know, it's it's look, I, I'm passing the time, I'm cleaning the air, I'm doing everything you want of me. At what point, at the moment that she finds out, describe the anger within her. <laughs> Like that is how 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 much do you think that like because that would hurt, wouldn't it? If if your partner lied to you with such a dumb lie that would make you feel it, it, no, it would generally it would make you feel dumb for believing it. And they well, the they just did love, that to you. The person you love has come home and they've said this is an air purifier, and in your head you think well. They have no reason to lie because I specifically only dislike PS5s and that's an air purifier. Maybe this is just me, but if I came home with an air purifier, Arlo would say to me, why did you buy an air purifier? (laughs) That's true. She she just look at you like, what? Her air is perfectly fine. The air is grand. What we need is a PS5. <laughs> For God's sake, Sean. Stop um, buying purifiers. Just the house is riddled with them. Um, at this moment, the wife finally found out that the air purifier was actually a gaming console. According to the article, the man who bought the console had an earful from his wife who didn't talk to him for many weeks. Afterwards... Weeks. He had to sell his PS5 at a cheap price. As such, potential buyers of his PS5 naturally asked a reason for this, which then prompted the hilariously awkward explanation, which is why we know. This... So, he came clean and then kept it for several weeks and then sold it on. Yeah, just trying to get away with it. That would be frosty as fuck in that house. (laughs) Because she's not talking to him until he sells it. And there's a dead rat. (laughs) She's already a bit pissed at that. And now it's just, every time she goes into the sitting room, it's just sitting there looking at her. And she's just like, didn't get rid of it today, no. No, no, have a buyer next week. Next week. Next fucking week. He's just, he's trying to play all the games that are out. Just so he can... (laughs) Yeah, he's downloading everything. Just like, really quickly, just, I really need to finish the whole campaign of every Assassin's Creed. (laughs) Just, and then, then it's gone. Then it's gone. (laughs) Um, I I like the idea that's such a dumb story but also it's so funny because you can tell like when she finds out he has that moment where he's like well now I'm dead (laughs) this is this is the end of me (laughs) (laughs) okay we're gonna move on to our next story Sean and this I think is my favorite headline of the week this is one of those headlines that I mean every word makes the the story better because I have surprisingly strong Hakkaido woman arrested for poking holes in 13 expensive melons with finger. Oh, melon is a tough, rinded fruit. It says it's surprisingly strong, Sean. And I am surprised. <laughs> I'm, I'm very surprised. This week, in Inexplicable Crimes, police in Kishuro City... Um, announced the arrest of a woman suspecting of puncturing 13 melons with her finger. 
However, rather than the simple greed that compelled um, most people to maybe steal things, the, this woman, the, this woman's motives remain a mystery. Nobody knows why she poked these 13 holes in these melons. She just did because she fucking could. Just she had the strength to do that. I have one yeah. quick question for you, Connor. Go up. What fruit could you poke a hole in? Oh, Jesus. Uh, what fruit could I poke a hole in? Um, actually, that's a very good question. Because I was going to say, like, kiwi, but no. Uh, orange, maybe? Like, you're not going near an apple. Um, no, you'll break your fucking finger on an apple. Yeah, a, a banana, maybe, if it's, like, really soft. I feel if you got a banana on, like, one of the seam lines of the peel, it'll go straight mm. through. Yeah, but you don't want to be going anywhere near melons or, like, pi- pineapples. You don't oh, want to touch a pineapple. If you want to die, you go for a pineapple. <laughs> if you want to die. That's how my, that's how all my family died in recent years past. Sorry, I didn't mean Fingers to bring that up. Pineapple. <laughs> Fingers in a pineapple. <laughs> and, and, like, they're at the funeral of one person, and then the next, the son is just, like, sweating, and he's just looking at a pineapple in a shop like, you killed my papa. Prepare <laughs> to now die. Now I'm going to get revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been practicing for weeks. The crime occurred when, and this is to add another layer to the story, the 64-year-old suspect entered a supermarket and allegedly stabbed the baker's dozens of mel- dozen of melons with her finger at approximately 1.30 in the afternoon. All of those details just raise further questions. Hmm. Um, by the way, these aren't just normal melons. They're um, they're the melons that are they're the renowned or Yubari King, which often make headlines for selling at exor- at like such like serious prices. Um, the melons had a combined worth of fourteen thousand yen or one hundred and forty dollars. Fucking hell! So she walks in, sixty-four years old. In my head, she has a zipper frame. She slowly walks in. Sees 13 melons and then bang, 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 just in a row, just as she goes, for no reason. Just, yeah, just for chaos. Maybe, you know, had the shopkeep wronged her in the past? Had the melons wronged her? Had the melons wronged her? Mm. That's another mm. good question. Mm. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, no security cameras caught her in the act, so it is unclear how the police managed to track down the culprit. The nature of their detective work and the suspect's motives have not been revealed, leaving it all open to wild speculation. That's which is where, where we come we in. Come in, Sean. I got it. I got there before you. <laughs> Sean, why did this woman do this? I, I, it has to be that someone wronged her, and it's petty revenge is what I would call now, it. You could say maybe she was just checking to see which one was the freshest, Although that would be in a very weird way to check that. This is true. Um, Look, if you don't know much about the Ubari King Melon, Connor, um, a top-grade melon is to be perfectly round and have an exceptionally Mm. smooth rind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So maybe she she has a competing melon business and she wants to roughen up the rind of all the other melons. You haven't lived until you've roughened up the rind. Oh, can we get a roughen up the rind in chat, please? <laughs> Drop a rip on the roughen up the rind. 
Um, so, also, there's been lots of... What if she was training for Kung Fu of some sort? Like a one-inch punch scenario. One-inch punch? You would be the strongest woman in the world if you could poke a hole in the melon, you could kill a man. I'm fairly sure if you can poke a hole in a melon, you can poke a hole through the muscles between someone's ribs. And then, mm, then you're into I the heart. I think you could. Yeah, and then it's game over. Then, and then... It's it's melons all the way down, you and know. Then, and then you do drop a, chi- a rip in the chat. Then it's game over, like. And so, although she was not caught a video shot, so I'm just thinking here, who ratted her out? Maybe a family member. Maybe someone that thought she's the notorious melon poker in the town. She must have a reputation. Yeah, well, pr- presumably, from what we've gone off here, it would be, mm. you know, the eldest son of the man that she had driven her hand through his chest. Yes. Now, and the, the eldest son, he made a mistake of practising on pineapples, so he's lost <laughs> both his hands. He's walking around with stubs. So, no, no! <laughs> so he has to resort to the law to get revenge. <laughs> um, somebody mentioned that she was practising the ancient Japanese martial art, Hokuto Shinkin, which involves poking someone with such ferocity that it makes their brain explode. <laughs> Fucking Jesus, what? <laughs> Maybe she was doing that. We don't know. Okay. Oh, well, I've, I've looked up that martial art. It's from Fist of the North Star, which is an anime and manga. So oh, maybe it's not real. Maybe you can't mm. make someone's brain explode with a finger. I mean, surely that makes... I, surely you knew that without looking it up. That there's not a move you can do to make someone's brain explode. Connor, do you have any idea how surprised I have been this entire episode with everything you've told me? <laughs> you just accept it all as just common knowledge. You could have told me she was doing a Kamehameha from Dragon Ball and I would have believed you. <laughs> I didn't mention, but that is actually my next paragraph. Okay, fair enough, continue. Yeah. No. Um, Sean, is this woman going to end up killing us all with her finger poke of doom? Uh, I mean, she's certainly got a successful anime and manga career to look forward to. You would have a lot of explaining to do, though, if you got put in jail and they said, what are you in for? And she said, finger poke a doom. Daddy, yeah. you're going to have to have a follow-up comment. Yeah, you can't confiscate those either. Like, those are just hers. <laughs> she's wa- she is the living weapon. Have you got all her weapons? She is the fucking weapon. I can't can take we that. We just put mittens on her. It's all we could think of. We actually gave her knives so she has worst weapons. Like, those hands are too good. Yeah, she's clumsy as fuck, but once she, like, focuses her, her fingers, she's grand. You give her a gun, she'll hit around you. But if you give her a finger, you're dead within seconds. Just, it, it can be from across the room. She'll find a way. Yeah. Um, okay, Sean, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. Now, this weird news story is actually a follow-up to something we covered last week. Because the Utah monolith... That we covered last week's show. What can you tell me about this? So there was this weird, like, monolithic structure that showed up in the Utah desert. It was just found. um, And no one really quite knew what it was. It was this big stainless steel-looking tower in the desert. And Mm. we were convinced that it was aliens, uh, for sure. So I can only assume you're about to confirm that to me today, Connor. I think the story has gotten stranger. Because Utah monolith disappears from the desert. Sorry? But mystery remains as copy one pops up in Romania. 
Oh, wait, what? <laughs> so, there's one in the Utah desert. We went back to check it. It was gone. All of a sudden, there's another one, an exact copy in Romania on the other side of the world. By any chance, are Utah and Romania, like, exactly opposite on the globe? Um, I mean... Because last week we did blame this on the former X Factor contestant Chico and his Chico time. So yes. I'm interested to see how much Chico knows about the country of Romania because it seems to me he just he would know a lot. Oh well, you, you don't you can't put that on Chico, man. He could he could know everything <laughs> about Romania. It's geography time is one of his famous phrases. So are we are we fully buying into the idea? That it's the same monument that popped up in Romania, or is it different? It's it looked the exact same. Right. Okay. Hmm. Mm. It vanished so, into the night from Utah. Appeared overnight in Romania. Th- now, that that is very weird. What is the link there? So, while the mystery of the Utah object and its disappearance remain a, simmer, remain, a similarly mysterious object has appeared in northern Romania, Dutch, though in a much less remote location, and with noticeable visual differences from the one erected south of Moab in the wilderness, while roughly the same height, the Romanian three-sided metallic object is decorated with rows of swirling patterns, and is said to be two feet taller then it's American companion piece. Right, so it's learning. It's getting stronger. It also shows signs around its base of recent digging, while the Utah piece was more seamless in its installation into red rock. Okay, so... Maybe the Utah piece was, like, waiting to be discovered, Mm. and it had to wait for ages, but now that everyone's looking for the monolith, it's easy to find. It was planted in a town called Piatra Nimt, only metres from an ancient fortress, reportedly built approximately 2,000 years ago. In- and could it have been built with the technology of the time, or did they have could alien help? Could it have help? been built with the technology of Chico? Could Chico, could Chico build that on his own? I think he could. <laughs> he needs help. He would need help from Jedward. That's it. Well, look, if he works more than 12 hours in the day, he's on Chico time and a half. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everyone. joke of the day. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so, now, this is different because the Romanian one is not hidden in a remote location. It just kind of popped up over the weekend. And so, then you have the idea of, where was this? Why is it now here? It wasn't here before, whereas the other one could have been in the desert for a lot longer. We don't know. Yeah. Now, did this one in Romania happen to pop up near any local tourist hotspots? Uh, no, it, it appeared in the very small village of Piatra Nimt. <laughs> ah, which is near a castle. <laughs> <laughs> near a castle. So, yes. So Maybe it could be, they're like, hey, what if, you know, travel's opening back up again. These are things we can do. What if we just mm. build a monolith and bring people to the small town? But, Sean, do you want to know something even weirder? Yes. Romania monolith disappears days after being discovered, sparking alien theories. Yes, okay, yes. clear it up for me. 
Let's figure this out. A bizarre metal monolith recently discovered in Romania that closely resembles one which appeared in the Utah desert has now also mysteriously vanished. The strange 12-foot-high metal object was first spotted in Piatra Nimt last week. It closely resembled, as we mentioned, a similar structure would appeared in the Utah desert. The Romanian object was first discovered on Thursday, as the and the Utah object was first seen the week before and reported missing on November 27th. So, Sean, it didn't take long for the internet to do its thing. And by Wednesday, the coordinates of the Utah modelit appeared to have conf- been confirmed by someone on Reddit. Some even theorised aliens had a role to play, along o- among other theories. Like, anything that appears and disappears with reckless abandon. Mm. Aliens is... It's one of the more likely scenarios. Like, if you were to explain it, it'd be like, that would make sense. That's just some force we don't understand did it. Now, so, they, they are saying that there's also a chance that it belongs to an artist called John McCracken. But that is not as fun as thinking it's aliens. Would you like to know something else, Connor? Go on. Uh, John McCracken died April 8th, 2011. Oh my god. No, 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 no. <laughs> Are we all a bit creeped out? So we're saying it's ghost aliens. Well, it could be ghost aliens. I like the thought of ghost aliens. Mm. But now, now, it's also possible he made that installation years and years ago. And it was only found recently. Oh, oh, And, right. and now there's a copycat after setting up something similar. But what if aliens reclaimed it? They put it down, just a little tease, took it away again. That's also possible. Um, but why would they leave a new one? They left a new one just to say, we can drop this anywhere at any given time. You know what I mean? Like, we are able to teleport this to one other side overnight. It doesn't matter. Right, okay. And like, it's it, this one's bigger and fancier. So if you keep asking questions... You uh, might get an even bigger and fancier one. We're just going to keep getting bigger until we overtake the planet. Until it, it looks like we're like, it's like a pin in a pin. What if we're an alien's pin cushion? What if that's what's going on here? Oh, oh, Jesus. It just, they're just, <laughs> what if each one of these monoliths is a, is a, is a shovel, right? So they plant right. it down and then there's a drill that drills into the earth, steals the core. They're slowly stealing the core one bit by one bit. Has anyone put the coordinates of these two monoliths together? If there's a third one, if it makes a perfect triangle, we're all going to die. Yeah, I think if it makes a perfect triangle, that's very weird. If it makes any kind of triangle, that's just how three points work. No, I don't think so. I, I failed maths. That's not how it works. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to didn't mean to bring what, that up there. Connor. What if it's an exact line? S- sorry, Connor, I've just thought of something. You've seen Transformers, correct? Yes. What happened at the end of the most recent Transformers? Oh, uh, the world was a robot. Right, with the world a Transformer. Yeah. What if the world's oh. a Transformer, Connor? <laughs> so we've gone from ghost aliens to the world being a Transformer. Hmm, that is good points. Good points well made. Just saying, uh, I mean, all the evidence is there. Metal, earth, that's all you need. <laughs> that's really the only two. Michael Bay, he's on the earth. That's all the tree. That's the holy trinity. He's an alien. 
Oh! And he's a bit ghostly. He's a bit pale in complexion. There you go. So all of our theories fit. But where does Chico come into things? <laughs> he just He's just around... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> good, good to know. <laughs> he's just he's just chilling, you know what I mean? Chico does what Chico does. I love Chico. I think Chico's he, the best. I just, I think he's he's our favourite. We get to cover him all the time. Um, okay, so I just wanted to remind us all that these monoliths are not going away. We might have more follow-ups to this story next week. Because if they keep appearing and disappearing, it's going to get weirder and weirder. Yeah, if there's a new monolith every week, we're going to have to stop and just... Take all have a think together about how yeah. to do this. Uh, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. Now we've had a lot of excuses as to why people would be speeding in their cars, shot. Um, but I think this might be the most random because I have teen going 107 miles per hour was getting crickets to feed his geckos. Tennessee cops say. Oh, okay. Geckos need to eat. No need to go that yeah. fast, I would say. I think geckos are fairly, like, uh, slow-moving. That They're not worried about food all that much. You could say he wanted a cricket. Now he got a ticket, Sean, if you will. You could but, say that, um, but why would you? Why would you? It actually doesn't make any sense. It's just there for a pun. But Jacob, <laughs> Jacob Fadden, 18, was allegedly speeding down the interstate at 107 miles per hour on Wednesday, which is nearly 50 miles per hour over the speed limit. When the and faster than was, a turkey. And fa- faster than a turkey, just barely. Just a, just, just, a just about. <laughs> um, just because the turkey wants to give you a chance to live. When the Mustang he was driving was spotted by a Tennessee Highway Patrol officer and pulled over. Fannin, of course, you gotta have the reason, had a unique explanation for his high rate of speed. He told the officer he was on his way for crickets to feed his geckos and that his geckos were really starving, officer. You should really probably let me go. How did... But surely you would, as a as a gecko owner, I think they're a specific enough animal that you don't tend to forget about them. No. And anyone who owns a gecko, that's the first thing they're going to tell you. Yeah, it's like, it's... They're all about owning a gecko, you know? <laughs> that, that's their personality. <laughs> I have a gecko owner. And that's cool. Own a gecko, but keep the crickets in the house. <laughs> so, Fannin's excuse obviously wasn't good enough to get him off with a warning. This is the type of violation we want to proactively intercept before a, a sure fatality, said the police in a social media report on Facebook. According to the report, uh, Fannin was cited with speeding, reckless driving, driving with a suspended license, and a possession of a suspended license, which surely driving with a suspended license and possession of a suspended license are the same thing. Yeah, I have like I have suspended licenses in my drawer in that they're not active licenses anymore. Are, are yeah. those illegal? Yeah, you have possession of them. You're going to jail. Am I going to jail? Oh, yeah, that's fuck, that, man. Sorry. <laughs> just, you could just have, we'll be halfway through the next story and you're just going to pull out of the chair and just take it away. <laughs> just FBI open up. <laughs> the FBI. They really have not to do these days. And in Ireland, of all places. In, international these days, you know. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, what do you think of Fadden's excuse? Do you do you believe him, or do you think he was just out for a joyride? Uh, prob, prob, I, I, I genuinely think he might have been on the way to get the crickets, but he was too fast. You can't be doing that, lad. 
Mm. Maybe even just go over the speed limit by four next time. Or, or, or ideally don't go over it at all, listeners. No, 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 Let's put no, that no, out there no. too. No, no, always go over. That way you look cool. Oh, is that true? Because I'll be honest, Connor, I booked a driving test and I think I'm ready now. <laughs> Get in the car, just straight the fifth. Don't even pull off. It's like, you just, just look at the exam and just be like, I hope you're fucking ready. <laughs> just you start first, immediately to top gear and just you're driving miles out the line and you're in like this little small town. <laughs> I think I'd pass. I think I have a good feeling about this now. I think you'd have it. Um, so yeah, teen going 107 miles per hour was getting crickets to feed his geckos, said the police. I mean, as excuses go, it's pretty unique. I, th- I think you might get away with it just because of the u- uniqueness of it. Yeah, I think if he hadn't been on a suspended license, I think he might have been like, ah, listen, go on. Now, Shaw, we finished this week with Florida Man, as we always do. And do you know the singer Rick James? Rick, is this I'm Rick James, bitch? I'm Rick James, bitch. Yeah. Yes. Yes, okay, Rick James. Okay, tell me about Rick James. A Florida man punches cab driver, screams, I'm Rick James, bitch, and then runs away. A classic move. Classic Rick James move. (laughs) And the first line of the article, he's a super freak. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Um, A six foot three, three hundred pound Florida man was arrested after he allegedly punched a cab driver, then danced in the street, yelling "I'm Rick James, bitch!" repeatedly. It's it's a power move. Now, what? Look, I I don't mean to ask, but was it Rick James? I I will say that Rick James is dead, so no. (laughs) It, It. they said that about Tupac, Connor. <laughs> and he's still here. We've seen all the evidence. Um, so the suspect, Paul Kajek, also shouted, You white motherfuckers, before he was arrested just two miles from his house in Florida over the weekend. A county arrest affidavit identified the 50-year-old as a white male. According oh. to police, <laughs> witnesses at Back Bar and Loud stopped Kajak from driving home from that venue due to his level of intoxication shortly after 4am on Sunday morning. Right, oh, so early. Or late, depending on how you look at it. I mean, yeah, it really depends on the kind of day you're having. Um, so, when a taxi arrived to pick him up, Kajak allegedly got inside and began yelling at the driver about how cool he was and how much you and how much he hated the driver. <laughs> Poor introduction, I would say. <laughs> he gets in the car. I'm fucking cool. You suck balls. <laughs> Please take me to my destination, sir. <laughs> and and then when the driver responded, he punched the driver in the back from the back seat. Um, he then, after punching the driver, which I can only assume he ju- punched him either around the seat, or it it would be funnier if he tried to punch him through the seat. Or, like, what if he took the time to take off the headrest and just a quick punch in the back of the head? <laughs> you think this man was calm enough to take it off? No, I think you're right. He probably punched through it. Hmm. Well, um, so... 
<laughs> he then jumped in the street, doing what appeared to be his impersonation of comedian Dave Chappelle, who used the phrase, I'm Rick James, bitch, when impersonating the late super freak singer. Rick James died in 2004. <laughs> so, maybe he's the reincarnation of Rick James? So, what? so the idea is that this man, in his 50s, he's so drunk that he must just jump out of a taxi and then the only thing he could think of saying is I'm Rick James bitch which I mean even if you're doing an impression of James Chappelle it's a very deep cut of a reference yeah like it's it, it it's it's that like but somewhere in his mind that was the best thing to say in that scenario like all mm. the times he's seen that clip it's been leading up to that moment and he's still dancing in the street as he says it. So maybe Super Freak is his favourite song. We don't know. Could be. It's a, it's a pretty banging tune. It's, it's, it, look, let's be honest. It's a banging tune. But Florida Man, Florida Man is always... He is a bit of a Super Freak as it is. Due to the fact that Florida Man always never does what you think he should do. So it would be normal to jump out maybe go, I'm the fucking best. No. I'm fucking Rick James, bitch. He's not showing anyone in particular. He's just making sure the world knows exactly who he is. Definitely not, but he thinks that he is. And isn't that Florida man, though? He thinks he's more <laughs> than he is. <laughs> Surely you picked somebody else. Yeah, probably. You probably <laughs> would. But... <laughs> no offence to Rick, but like... Anyone, it's the Christmas time. Pick Boobla. He's getting big in this month. You can't shout I'm Boobla, bitch. No, you can't. I'm, I'm a Boobla, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is actually the end of Weird News Shot, unless you have any more thoughts on this Florida man. No, I think I, I would, quite frankly, I'd never like to think of that man again, Connor. Mm, if I yeah. could blo- block um, him so from my memory. Would you like to take us out? Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesday. Big thank you goes out to everyone over on Patreon who supports us, helps us produce the show every single week, three times a week, in fact. Um, mm. We really do appreciate it. Big thank you goes out to Waffles Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley, Ryan Evanson, Sean Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah Green, Anna Hielmroos, Richard McGrew. Thank you all so, 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 so much. Um, we really do appreciate it. And as Connor we said... We changed the tiers on the Patreon, by the way. We did change yes. tiers. There's extra tiers now. You can get more stuff. Um, there's also all the movie reviews are out as well I think we'll be doing a Christmas one this month I will be I will be putting that post up tomorrow about asking for recommendations regarding the Christmas movie that we will be reviewing this month I, I know my vote it's already been suggested and I really want to do it I hope it comes out of the hat <laughs> okay and my pick is Home Alone oh that's pretty good that's yeah. a pretty good one Okay. Uh, so yeah we're, we're going to throw it over to you guys you get to choose whatever movie you want to hear the review of but yeah um, and uh, yeah I just wanted to say that we will be doing that later on this month and if you want to have a look at the tiers we have changed them up slightly so if you head over to Patreon now you can give a look you don't have to upgrade if you're still on the Lazarus pit you can stay at that level it doesn't really matter no it's just there it's just don't worry about it also your Christmas cards will be in the post that's pretty cool they arrived they look class 
Uh, yes, Sean, by the way, I know what? this seems like an add-on, but we have to announce the winners of the raffle. Oh, yeah. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we did the raffle yesterday, as it was December 1st, and we are delighted to announce that the winners of the raffle, we have messaged them privately, but um, the winner of the t-shirt was Ryan Evanson. And the winner of the mug was David Clark. So they will be sent off as soon as we can. Um, all done up. But, yeah, so they are... Uh, thank you to everyone who obviously is over on the Patreon. You were all entered in. They were the two names that we pulled out of the hat. What can you do? We, we're sorry for anyone who lost. <laughs> <laughs> but but there's two people there who are fucking delighted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, fuck yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to announce that. Um, I've already kind of sent them... I've already sent them out anyway. So, they're on their way. Yeah. And, and uh, they'll be winging their way to you all over the globe or the flat earth on top of four elephants on a turtle. Either of yeah. those. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, that... That's that's all the Patreon news we have. And in regards to the store, it's still on. It's in the description down below. Yeah, yeah, it is. And you, also, there's all our socials. Also, you can email us here's for underscore at outlook.com if you have any questions or comments or complaints. But let's hope there's none of those. Uh, but the most important thing is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mead. I will see you next week, guys. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.